Hello, it's Tuesday the 13th of October 2020. Welcome to this reflection on Edward the Confessor as part of Church Wigan's series on saints and sinners. This reflection comes from the Reverend Tina Nicholson, Associate Hub Leader of the Central Hub, and I'm reading it on her behalf. Our text today is Psalm 89, verses 1 to 18, and I'll be reading from the NRSVA translation. I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. You said I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant David. I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? A God feared in the council of the holy ones, great and awesome above all that are around him. O Lord God of hosts, who is as mighty as you, O Lord? Your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. The north and the south, you created them. Tabor and Hermon joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand, high your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Happy are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. They exult in your name all day long and extol your righteousness. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favour our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King, to the Holy One of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I did not know very much about King Edward, except of course that the Battle of Hastings in 1066 happened at the end of his reign, and that he appears on the bio tapestry. I will certainly be reading more. He was the last of the Anglo-Saxon kings born in probably 1055, and the creation of the English nation in those years from 550 and the Norman conquest in 1066 was a formative one. His life is quite fascinating and extraordinary. The fact that he managed to survive his turbulent childhood is quite something and must have affected his life. England was filled with Viking invasions and Edward's father, King Ethelred, was defeated by Sewain in 1013 and his mother fled to Normandy with her sons. He lived in exile for 25 years. His language was French, not English. His half-brother was killed, and then his own brother, whom he spent his young life with, was also terribly killed. His life was characterised by factional intrigue, invasion, conquest and rebellion, and it would continue. He personally suffered dramatic reversals in fortune. There were times of personal triumph and humiliation. His years in exile were as long as his time as King of England. 
he had a long reign. It appears Edward was known for his faith and piety, perhaps learned to rely on his God at an early age. Our psalm speaks of steadfast love of the Lord, of his shield, his love and his faithfulness. In such turmoil, violence, uncertainty in life, it is God to whom we can all turn, in his wording, finding all these things. It is said King Edward would continue to daily commune with God, and his years as king, his faith was never questioned. A confessor is a saint who suffers for his faith, but is one step short of martyrdom. Edward suffered, but it seems he used his power as king for good. Some say he was weak, but he had enemies, and his reign was not one of war, but of peace throughout the nation. Edward had also spread royal mints all over the country to produce standard coinage. This was the first for England. He opposed a replacement of the Archbishop of Canterbury with one of Goodwin's relatives in 1051, whom who knew would bring trouble. When Goodwin was accused of plotting to kill the king, a civil war nearly broke out. Edward managed to gain the support of Goodwin's men and war was averted. His death on January 5th, 1066, without an heir, began the sequence of events that led to the Norman conquest, probably something he never wanted. The place he would be buried in was in Westminster Abbey, the church he had built because he was unable to fill his promise to God to go on pilgrimage to Rome. This is because he could not leave his subjects. The Pope requested he build a new church instead to release him from his vow. It would become a national treasure and focus of national devotion. It became a focal point which made for a time the patron saint of the English monarchy and the place where even kings and queens would come to his shrine. Edward the Confessor is the only saint whose body is still in its shrine and who for many centuries that followed many sick people came to kneel and ask for God's healing. King Edward the Confessor seems very human in his life. He suffered, he made mistakes, always depending on his Lord and his God, who upheld him in all things. He brought in his lifetime peace to England. He shared his wealth and stood up for justice when he could see something that was wrong. Let's end our reflection today in a time of worship. This is the collect for Edward the Confessor which is used throughout the Church of England today. Sovereign God, who set your servant Edward upon the throne of an earthly kingdom and inspired him with zeal for the kingdom of heaven, grant that we may so confess the faith of Christ by word and deed, that we may, with all your saints, inherit your eternal glory through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thanks for listening today and go in peace.